G'day everyone, welcome back to For the Love of Brick, a fortnightly podcast where I talk to people from all over the world about their love of Lego. If this is your first time here, welcome! If you're an old brick lover, welcome back. This week I chat to Corey D. Samuels, the Lego STEM teacher from Season 1 of Lego Masters US. We dive deep into the world of STEM learning and how Lego and STEM are a perfect pairing and how he goes about teaching his students. We also chat about Corey's Lego projects, his fashion creation Brego, which is Lego brooches, and the charity work he does with his brother Travis. But as always, that's enough from me, so sit back and enjoy today's episode of For the Love of Brick. G'day Corey, how are you today? Good day. How are you, my friend? Yeah, not bad. How's your how's your how's your day going? How's how's everything happening for you? Uh busy, 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 busy. Um, you know, uh, we're we're winding down spring and summer is coming along, so that means summer camps. And I conduct a lot of uh, Lego summer camps, and I have a a very long list of of different events that I will be doing this summer. So busy summer, kind of just uh kind of finalizing a lot of those deals today so uh been a busy day nice well hopefully it all goes well um and summer oh we're heading into well we're in the midst of winter here winter has come oh, really <laughs> really it, you know it's so interesting because i have a lot of friends you're in australia correct yep so i have a lot of friends in, in australia because of uh you know uh different connections i've made and I just feel like certain parts of Australia is like summer all year round because yep. I always, every time I see them, it doesn't matter what year, what time of the the month it is or what season it is for us. It's like summer all the time. So when I hear winter in Australia, I'm like, what is that like? <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> is it snow? Is it cold? Is it just breezy? I don't get it. But. It, it depends where you are um, in Queensland and the Northern States. It's, summer all the time um yeah but you know it might get wetter um okay i'll probably okay. get corrected by this by someone um but here <laughs> in melbourne it's wet it's like uh seattle it's like seattle okay so, that makes like sense. very like five seasons in a day sort of thing yeah okay got it wow that makes that makes a lot of sense yeah <laughs> we're down the arse end um <laughs> well for people that don't know you um yeah. can you tell me a little bit about yourself sure sure uh well where to begin uh my name is Corey samuels uh big 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 time uh lego enthusiast i've been playing with lego ever since i was five or six years old uh i used to play at a playground or actually a, a preschool is what we call them here in the States. Yep. And, uh, you know, there's bins of toys. All the kids will go to books. They'll go to the action figures. I went to the Lego bin and I was the one kid that would sit in front of the Lego bin and I would play for hours. Um, every now and again, I would build so much that I would actually continue that building process at home. And I realized that that wasn't good because I was taking the Lego from the center and bringing them home in my pocket. So I didn't know what I it it, it was totally unintentional, totally unintentional. My mom made sure I, I brought them back, which yep. I did. 
But, um, you know, when it came down to it, you know, my mom said, all right, well, this is a toy that Corey really loves. And she brought me some Lego here and there. And, uh, you know, as I got older, uh, my younger brother uh, came along and I introduced him to Lego. And we, we built with Lego on and off, on and off uh, throughout our childhood, teenage years. Uh, for a little bit, I, I experienced my dark age yep. when I, you know, went off to college, graduated, got my my first corporate job and stuff like that. So I didn't have time to play. Uh, and then uh, it, it just so happened that Lego re-entered my life in the in the world of fashion. And ah. um, ever since then, I use Lego as a as a medium for my fashion line. And I guess we'll talk about that a little bit later on. But then uh, I got a job doing te- teaching kids how to build with Lego, yep. which is something that I, I enjoy doing. I love teaching and just taking my passion and taking my hobby and put them together to make uh, the best job ever. And I was doing that for a little bit uh, before the pandemic. But yep. because of what I did, Lego Masters found me. So Lego Masters, uh, everybody knows, it's the, uh, it's the super fun, awesome TV show that's in Australia in the third season. Uh, hit, it hit America last year for the first season. And I was so fortunate that me and my brother were able to be on that first season of Lego Masters. Me and my brother were known as the Brothers Who Brick. We were the ones who were dressed <laughs> up in the snazzy suits. And uh, we were the ones who, uh, you know... Had a, had a very fun time, short time, but a very fun time on the show. And, uh, you know, uh, ever since the show, a lot of success has come from uh, just being able to start my own company, uh, teaching Lego for a living, uh, and then get another opportunity to be on TV on a different network. Uh, oh. So Food Network yep. reached out to us and we got a chance to go on Buddy versus Christmas. And uh, we, we had a chance to build a was five and a half five maybe five ten six foot tall uh lego robot uh which was amazing did it with uh three of my awesome brothers from the show as well as along with my actual brother and uh (laughs) you know that's just me in a nutshell i i love i love to dress nice i love to wear lego as a as a form of fashion and i love to build and i'm surrounded by lego 24 7 and lego is my life and i love it oh lovely well, that's awesome. And, and okay, so I haven't seen Lego Masters America because I don't know how to download. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. So, so no spoilers. No, I've, I've, seen, I've seen everyone's builds and whatnot. Um, one thing I did notice is, yeah, you, you do like to dress nice and you were in suits, your brother and yourself. How do you build in suits? So, that? interesting. I, we get this question a lot. So, when we applied for the show, me and my brother, we got dressed. We were dressy just like this. Our father uh, was a very snappy dresser, still is to this yep. day. Very snappy dresser. I, I recount the stories of my dad getting ready to go out, whether it's to work or go out to hang out with friends. And the way he would get dressed, I would be so enthralled in his dressing technique. So, I, I, we, we, so me and my brother, we got our style from our dad. When we got on the show, we gave them options. We said, "Hey, you can you can you can wear you know snazzy clothes like this, or we can wear something you know less snazzy, you know t-shirt, polo shirt, you know something casual." And they said, "Nope, we want you guys in suits." <laughs> and we said, "Um, you know these suits are are not really loose fitting, at least for me. 
Like whenever I yep. wear a jacket, it's, it's pretty fitted. So it was like, I really can't move and maneuver it. It's like, they said, it's okay. During, during the episode, you can take it off. You can work. By the way, they never let me take off my jacket. Every time I wanted to take off my jacket, they were like, hey, hey, Corey, can you put your jacket back on? Uh, I'm like, <laughs> but I can't, I can't even stretch over to get this piece. It's, it's all right, it's all right. We'll let you take it off later. Never, that later never came. <laughs> <laughs> but they they wanted me in suits, and uh, that was the most important thing. And uh, you know, for, I guess for us, the brand of yeah. Brothers Who Break is is it's snazzy. Like not a lot of yeah. people wear suits and build with Lego. So you know, we kind of just made our our niche right there, and you know, kind of carved out our own path. So well, look, that worked out as well. Like you're showing kids to dress snazzy. Like you know what I mean? You you, you like that's that's true. Taking pride in their appearance. Which yes. this is why I do a podcast so they can't see my non-brightness <laughs> in my appearance. <laughs> I go to work and people are like, "Hang on, did you get a haircut?" And I went, "No, I brushed it." Um, <laughs> such a you know what is interesting. I had the same question this week with one of my students. They say, "Hey, did you get a haircut?" I was like, "I'm not wearing glasses today." That's it. You're not wearing glasses. <laughs> and, you know, it's, it was, it's an in-person class, so we have on masks and everything like that. But just the simple taking off of the glasses and wearing of the glasses threw my my student off. Like, something's different. Yeah, I can't... Your hair? Like, no, my hair is longer, if anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, and that's how it worked so well for Superman all those years. You know, take him off. Oh, hang now on. I see, totally different person. <laughs> now I see how he does it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And okay, well let's uh, let's talk about teaching and so forth. Yeah. Um, first things first, you teach in STEM. Um, what I do? What is STEM for people that don't know? Okay, well STEM stands is an acronym. Stands yep. for Science, Technology, Engineering, Mathematics. You also have STEAM, the A, which is art, well arts and craft, artistic. Uh -huh. um, you add you can add that to it to make it STEAM. But I focus on STEM. Yep. And I, I got introduced to STEM when I started working with a company that did uh, after school programs, teaching with Lego. Um, it was more of an engineering uh, based company where we would teach kids how to build motors, how transmissions work, how gravity works, how um, gear drives, gear ratio works. And this is, uh, you know, kindergarten to fifth graders. So like, wow. uh, Anywhere between five to 12 year old uh, age students are learning how to do these different projects and do these different things. And, uh, you know, I, I really enjoyed uh, learning STEM for myself because I didn't have STEM growing up in school, even though we we touched on all those topics, but we never called it STEM. Yeah. So um, just being able to kind of learn STEM and teach it kind of gave me a new passion for just teaching in general for students. Uh, it's it's you could teach so much in STEM. Like, for example, uh, I would teach kids how to build a overlapping wall. Yep. And then I would show them examples like, hey, look outside. You see that wall, that brick layout? You see how they did that? That's overlapping. That's this technique right here. Now, what if we just stacked it on top of each other? Look what happens. You know, it falls over. You know, you tap it, it falls over. If you overlap it, the whole wall is just one massive block. And yep. the kids, they, they get it and they can see it in real life. So it's like real world uh, translated through Lego. 
And that's why I love STEM. And that's why I love STEM and Lego and put it together. That's why I kind of quote myself, the Lego STEM teacher, because yeah. that's like, that's how I teach Lego with STEM and just merge it. And was it a natural thing for you to go Lego STEM? Like it's in, was that your first option or were you like, ah, oh, I could do You know, it, 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 it felt pretty natural to me, um, honestly, to, to kind of merge the two. Uh, you know, with Lego, Lego, usually if you're not building something that looks like a house or a castle, you're building something that moves with technic. So it's like it, it was almost it made sense to kind of go that direction because yeah. then I can also teach kids science projects using STEM. So, for example, uh, I did a I did a class where uh, the students had to build a boat. Pretty easy to build with Lego. Yep. Now I said, you have to make your boat float on water. So now it's, now it's different because the boat that they built on, on land, they put it on water and it's safe. <laughs> and they're like, okay, what do I have to do to make this work? Well, think about it. Like, what do you think you have to do? Boats are usually hollow. You have little things inside the boats, but it's usually hollow. Yours is pretty thick. Yeah. So then they'll gut it out and they'll put it on. Okay, it's floating. All right, well, now you have to add some features. So what kind of features can you add before it starts to sink? So it is it, teaching the kids a, a scientific lesson about weight displacement in the water. Yeah. So if, the, if there's too much weight, it sinks. If you displace the weight in just the right spots, you have a boat that floats. So those type of things you teach your kids and you're using STEM as your basis, you're using Lego as your material, and you're, you're using the science portion of the STEM to make it work. Oh, that's awesome. I love that. Um, and yeah. how how did you get into it? Like you said, it was a company that approached you, like in the beginning. Right. Was it like what was your background in working? Like when you said you're in corporate, were you like an engineer or something? Is that sort of where you right. sat? And then how did it all come about? That's my question. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. Well, it's it's pretty interesting. I went to school for fine arts. So I'm yep. an artist by, by, by trade. I love art. I love using my hand. I went to work at a corporate, at a, at a corporation as, as a call center operator at first. Oh, being dead, and then that. I worked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, worked my way up the ranks and uh, I became a business analyst for the CEO of that company. Oh. Um, and um, so a lot of my job was just analytics just yep. analyzing customer issues, understanding what happened here, retracing everything. So it's like I'm getting the end of the story and then the CEO wants me to tell them what, how did this story start and what about all this middle part and how can we finish the story with happy ending? Yep. That's basically what my job was 24-7. And uh, I had the opportunity to um, change careers kind of forcefully. Uh, the, the company kind of transferred my my uh, my title to a team in a different country and gave me a nice severance and said, hey, uh, thanks for all your work. But I took a year off to kind of rediscover what I can be. Do I want to go back into the corporate world where I don't have any leeway, I don't have any say, and I'm working for a company where they can just say tomorrow, hey, we don't need you? Or do I work somewhere where I know I'm making a difference? And I only the only place I ever found that was in teaching. So I did a lot of uh, teacher's aides. I did, I was a counselor 
for a little bit, uh, summers like a summer camp counselor yep. for my teens. So I and I and I and I was also a youth leader at the time too at my church. So it was uh, it was kind of a niche for me to to get into teaching. And I said, okay, well, what can I teach? I could teach art. I went to school for art. I have my uh, bachelor's in art. I could teach art. And then uh, uh, something popped up that said, do you like Lego? Do you like to teach? Apply for this. I was like. <laughs> Okay, that that kind of makes sense. Yep. So I did that, and within a day, they reached out and said, "Hey, we want to set up an interview. We want to meet you." I said, "Okay." So we we met, uh, and even even to this day, the same man who who interviewed me and gave me the job, my manager, we still talk to this day. You know, oh, we, we we were hanging out a couple of days ago. So you know, it's it's you know, lifelong friendship came out of that. But um, you know, they they pretty much told me this is the job. I went to like an on-site training. And when I saw what was happening, I saw 15 students in there building with Lego, one instructor giving them the, the instruction on what we're building today. We're building a, a, a pullback motor car. Okay, how do we build this pullback motor car? Well, here's your motor, here's your axle, take two bushings, you're putting it all together and they're playing this. And I'm watching this like, where has this job been all of my life? Sign me up. Yeah. So uh, once once I once I saw it, I immediately I I, I was like I hit the ground running, and um, you know uh, I I found a lot of success uh, in that job, and and gained a lot of uh, experience doing that job to where I can now say, for the last year I've been doing this as my full time job, and I've been very successful. And the show really helped that as well, because, you know, yep. if I'm saying I'm a Lego STEM teacher and I was on Lego Masters, I, I'm kind of validated, you yeah. know, because I was on the show. So, <laughs> you know, but yeah, that's pretty much how I got my start in this. Oh, sweet. And so how long have you been doing it for now? Like, did you say it was so, been a year or? Well, I've been I've been in business for myself for a year yep. doing these doing the virtual teaching. I did this job for about two years. So ah. in total, Lego teaching, about three years experience. So oh, okay, far. sweet. Um, and yeah. how has, because you started um, your business at a time in the world where, uh, yeah, um, it's been a bit rough. How, how has COVID um, affected you, let's say, and... How have you adapted? Well, uh, great question. Um, COVID, I would I would say, COVID was a rough year for a lot of people. Um, my mother she had she had uh, she had COVID early on uh, when the pandemic was at its at its uh, fiercest. I mean, she she was able to to push through it and she she did well. And, you know, she's healthy, strong, so you know that's great. Um, but um. Last year was probably one of the best years I've had in my life uh, financially yep. um, because of the fact that I've been able to be financially independent from, um, from my job. So um, when, when the pandemic hit, all the schools were closed on the East Coast. So I'm in uh, New Jersey, so the East Coast of, New, of, of the United States. Yep. And we got hit the hardest. So all of our schools were closed. All of the programs were closed. Um, so my job pretty much said, hey, we don't know when we're coming back. To the east coast we're going to put you on furlough and hopefully by the summer this thing clears up well as you know summer in the, in the united states it got worse yep. so it, it 
it went from furlough to saying, thank you for your services, but we can't, we can't rehire you or we can't bring you on anymore because there's no school, there's no classes. Yeah. So they told us this in April, they put us on furlough. And for a little bit, I said, okay, well, I have to make money. I have to make a living. I have to support my family. So I started doing odd jobs here and there. Um, meanwhile, Lego Masters was a huge success. And we, we were starting to get some requests like, hey, we would love for you to come on this podcast. We would love for you to do this event. So then uh, I, I was sitting there thinking, I said, okay, well, what if I did virtual classes under the same type of setup as I do my in-person classes? So I said, okay, well, I have a lot of Lego here. So I, I know how to teach the classes. That's no problem. I'm pretty tech savvy as well. Yep. So I said, okay, well, I'm going to throw it out there and see what happens. So I, I put it out there. Hey, we're, we're doing a, a class on Wednesdays at X time. Uh, please, please reach out through this email. People have been reaching out. And then um, I said, okay, let me get a little bit more professional. Here, fill out this Google form. Like, let me know uh, if you're interested in taking classes at this time. People did that. Then summer came around. I'm providing summer camps. I got three different summer camps I'm doing in July <laughs> and three different in August. People kept coming. So I said, okay, I'm doing fall classes. Fall classes, enrichment classes, people signed up. I'm doing winter, people signed up. I'm doing spring, people signed up. So long story short, I decided to take the, the format that I did in my classes and I did it to a virtual setting. Yep. So my so me being able to adapt was very easy because I I live on the internet pretty much. I I I've done I've done streaming. I, I know how to stream, I know how to engage with, with children, especially children that are all the way at their home where they could just get up and walk away if they're not interested. <laughs> and I've been able to capture their imagination and keep them in the screen and building with Lego. And it's just been a huge success. Um, my company just recently became an LLC, which is uh, which pretty much says it's an official, yep. uh, officially recognized company in New Jersey. Um, so is at this point, the sky's the limit right now. So I, I'm, ex I'm, I'm enjoying the the fruits of the labor as far as uh, being able to do my job, do what I love, and um, you know, still uh, kind of live off of the success of Lego Masters and just being able to just do what I love. I love it. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's good. And it's yeah. you know, yay to the internet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so uh, let's say with your online classes, and actually you'd get to see more people as well being online yay but yes. with your online classes um because you're teaching a certain thing do the do you send out packs or do you say oh to be in the class you at least have to have this lego like how does how does that work like or do you just scale your stuff don't answer the question greg <laughs> you answer the question <laughs> <laughs> no 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 this, these are the questions that i asked myself <clears throat> when i started out so um, basically in the form, I usually say, hey, these are the, do you have Lego bricks? Check, great. Do you have Lego elements? So different type of elements, check. Do you have Technic pieces? So these type of elements, check, great. Uh, if you don't have them, this is where you can go to get them. So I would, I would post links to, uh, to different stores that I know in Amazon that I know is Current is always in stock with Lego, with Lego elements, Lego bricks, and so on and so forth. 
Um, and I also provide a, uh, let me see, uh, well, there's a, there's a little technic, there's a little technic set that I purchased like a whole bunch of like boxes of. Yep. And it, and I usually say, Hey, if you don't, if you don't have, or you don't know any sites where you can go to get these pieces, you can buy this pack from me and you can use the elements that are in here. Cause that's what we use for class generally. So that's basically how I, how I have people, um, kind of understand, you know, what pieces that they need, because yep. it's, a am teaching them how to build with Lego, but they're going to need their own Lego. And, and I've experienced some, um, up, ups and down with that with that type of approach only because some pieces I have the students don't have and if I don't and I have to literally build one primary uh, project and like secondary and third projects just in case yeah if the students say hey I don't have this gear can I use this gear yes here's how that project looks with these type of gears ah. you know so that way I'm prepared you know That's right but um ultimately the goal is to um have students sign up for class and then if the parents say hey we don't have these lego pieces cool i have a set that you can purchase that each set has each week's project components in it yeah so you can literally take it and go per per week and so on and so forth and if you want to keep the set is yours if you want to send it back then you send it back. So kind of like a renting or you can buy it to own type thing. But that's ah. like, I'm, I'm still working the kinks out with that. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Is that the, because I think I saw it on your, um, on your, tw not Twitter, Instagram. Uh, it's like a street <laughs> sweeper. Is that the? Yes. Yes. Okay. Sweet. Yes. Go check out his Instagram so. to see the picture. But yeah, it's basically a little green street <laughs> sweeper with two gears at the front. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, no, that's great. Um, yeah, it's a beautiful little set. Yeah, I and I, yeah, I looked at it and I was like, "There's a lot of nice little gears in there." Thank you very much. Yes, or big yes. gears, really. <laughs> but yeah, gears. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and so, um, I I noticed um, you did a blindfolded class and also mm -hmm. a one-handed class. What what sort of inspired this? Or you okay. Down this great, great question. Um, during the summer, I, I I wanted to try to challenge my students, so I did a class called Worlds Collide, and that was a class that they learned how to build in different environments. So one of the classes was a water class where they had to build underwater, and their their builds has to stay underwater. So I found two inspirational builders of Lego. One was David Aguilar, who was the winner of, yep. I believe, France's Lego Master. Yep. So I, I met him, found him online, reached out to him. Uh, but I think when I did, he was just about to leave to go and start filming for that for that season. Yep. So we didn't get a chance to really connect. But I met I met him, and he has the prosthetic Lego arm, which he always he's always had. So I taught the kids, hey, this guy David Aguilar has built Lego with one hand. This is his world. So the worlds collide is your world is now going to meet his world. Yeah. So you have to build with one hand behind your back. And the kids had a hard time doing that. <laughs> and I made sure I I had them switch hands. So you could build with your dominant hand and then build with your non-dominant hand. And when they had to build with their left, their left or right hand, total chaos for them. Yeah. Then yep. there was another builder, but he's not a he's not a Lego builder. He's more of a comedian. <laughs> But his name is uh, Tom 
Tommy Edison. Yep. And he's blind. He's been blind since birth. And he did a video where he had a, a uh, classic Lego box and he was building based on touching and feeling the pieces. He would put them, he would put them down where he needs to. And he built like this uh, pretty cool house. So I said to the kids that the second part of this is you have to be blindfolded and you have to build. And the kids had such a hard time. They said it, we, it was better for us to work with one hand than to work blindfolded because I, I didn't know what piece I was using. I didn't know. And, you know, we, we do that a lot with the blind bags and stuff like that. We fill yeah. up the bags to see what pieces are in there or whatever. So the kids were kind of familiar with that. But to build something and then when they look at it, it looks nothing like what they wanted <laughs> it to. They have a new appreciation for people who are disabled. Who are also Lego builders. Yeah. And I, I thought the class would be a, it, it was more of a way for them to have appreciation for uh, people who live in different worlds than ours. So, well, that's it. And also, like, because showing them, especially for the blind component, um, how much we rely on it. Like, I was, I was blind myself for five weeks because I got welding flash, like bad third degree oh, wow. burns on my eyes. So, I, yeah oh, my, yeah it's it's fun um <laughs> oh but yeah wow. so that's awesome to sort of show that side of it um yeah great work man um thank you and another thing i noticed lego as well is sort of they're starting to go down that route like as in they've got the i don't know if it's out yet but the new the, the new bricks the braille bricks yeah. that's yes Good that was them. that that's something I, I I I saw that uh I saw that come up uh a while ago and I was just so excited. I reached out and I said, Hey, this is something that it's been a long time coming because you know there are there are a lot of people and I, that's what I really love about Lego Masters, the show, because a lot of people who were building Lego but didn't have a platform or an outlet to kind of express themselves, now they're starting to see people who are adults who play with Lego who build with Lego. And then they say, okay, well, you know, maybe I can, I can take my foot forward and, and step out. And who knows if there's other people that's like me. Like I know there's a, there's it's not a lot of people, but there's like a blind uh, blindfold or, or, or blind AFOL uh, groups where blind people or, or legally blind people who love Lego, they have a group for themselves where they can talk about it, their experiences and talk about, you know, what, what they ha have, they found out like certain bricks have, certain densities ah, it's very light the to the light. touch yeah. but the weight but you could tell like certain like the brown bricks you could tell are, are a little bit lighter than like red bricks red bricks are a little bit more heavier than brown bricks because the material that they use or the, or the coating it's it's different so all those little tiny things that we take for granted because we can see it they have to use all their different senses so you know i i enjoy i i love the fact that my kids were able to do it and I love the fact that Lego is acknowledging that because that's important. Yeah. Yeah, it, it definitely is. And yeah, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, the weight. Because yeah, we're all... Wow, there you go. Yeah. I might have <laughs> yeah. to look them up. Uh <laughs> <laughs> and um, let's diverge from the teaching for a second and let's go towards sure. um, your fashion. Because um, okay. I've just recently uh, interviewed Amiko um yeah. she's jeweler brilliant jewel like it are uh, yes uh, super lovely if you haven't heard the thing listen to it people but um 
you you do brego is that how no you pronounce it perfect thank yeah. you you pronounced it perfectly <laughs> um how did this come about like i'm assuming because of your fashion routes but yeah yeah so w- what is brego that there we go let's let's start off with that let's start there <laughs> so brego is brooch plus lego and you put those two together and that's why i come up with the the word brego now, uh, this actually started a long time ago, maybe four or five years ago, I would say. I was uh, I was going somewhere, I think it was to a reception of some sort, and I needed a lapel pin, and I didn't have any lapel pins close by or any that matched my suit. Yep. So I remember I, I got these cufflinks, these Lego cufflinks, a long time ago, and I said, oh, okay, well, you know, I, I, I don't have a shirt where I need to wear cufflinks. I said, what if I just put the cufflinks in the lapel portion of the, of the suit jacket. So I did that and I put it on and I was like, oh, wow, that looks kind of cool. You know, it's different. It's, it's small. It's a Lego piece. You know, people know I like Lego. So I said, all right, cool. <laughs> so I went, went to this place, had a great time. And one of my friends was like, oh my gosh, that's a cool lapel pin, man. I'm like, yeah, thanks, man. He looked at it and he folded, he flipped it like this. He was like, oh, wait a minute. Dude, that's a, that's cufflinks. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool, right? He's like, yeah, man, but those those are cufflinks, man. I thought those were a, a lapel pin. And he was very disappointed that I had that. And then he was, and then I was like, I was like, man, it's no big deal. He was like, no, man, that's a big deal. I've never seen anybody with a lapel pin. And then when he said that, I was like, the light bulb. So I said, okay. I said, what if I made a lapel pin that was a Lego? Would you buy it? He said, like, I'll buy all of it. I said, okay. So I went back and I started tinkering. I started tinkering with different designs, what I think will be really cool. Lapel, like what kind of lapel pin? What does the lapel pin have? There's a circular pin in the back that fits in the back of the uh, the sleeve of the uh, of your jacket, your lapel portion of your jacket. So I started playing with different ideas. I started building different ideas. And then um, I started noticing, okay, well, the heart, the Lego, well, I mean, the Lego, the standard Lego heart. Yes, that's like everybody has. Everybody knows that. That's that's a pretty famous one. Uh, Kanye West wears it a lot. Uh, Quest Love, uh, the drum player from the Roots, he wears it a lot. It, it, you, you see that a lot. So I said, I, I want to build something that's different from that. And then that's when I came up with the kind of like a, a flowery or around. Usually, I have a lot of these things close by. Oh, yes. there we go. You're using the leaf parts. Is that like the but different colored little tiny leaves? Yes. So that part. So when, when I first started, I, I used two by two round uh, bricks uh, or plates yep. uh, to make my to make that flowery type of uh, shape. Then the botanical, the botanical uh, set came out last year. And when I saw that purple, there's a purple uh, flower in that. When I saw that immediately, I was in love. Yep. And I said, this is what I want my lapel pins to look like. This is what a Brago should look like. Should be a boutonniere. That looks like a boutonniere from far, but if you get closer, you realize that these are all Lego pieces. So when I looked at the design and how it how it was built, I just took that idea, I remastered it to fit my type of uh, style as far as sizing yep. is concerned, and I was able to relaunch or, or continue a new portion of uh, pins with that design. And ever since then, I've just been able to design, I've designed maybe between the time I, I was officially open for business three three years ago till now, 
I would say over 500 Lego lapel Rego pins I've designed and created for people all over the world. Oh wow! Um, yeah, it's it's been it's been quite the ride, um, and it is it is still growing, still yep. growing. You're gonna have to hire some minions soon to to build them for you. So my students. <laughs> so I did I did a class one time where I showed one of my pins and I said, let's see if you guys can figure out how to build it. And none of them knew how to build it. They couldn't figure it out. And then I was like, all right, well, let's try this. And then they found out how to build it. They were like, oh, that's cool. I was like, hmm. like no. child, child labor laws, I can get in big trouble. I I, I think yeah. I can I can handle the capacity that I'm, I'm dealing with right now. It's like, hey, kids, we've got some STEM classes for you. Build I need you to build of 20 these. of these. Yeah. <laughs> so are we paying to build things for you? You're, you're paid with, with smiles and yeah. Lego. That's it. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, yeah. So you do uh, those pins. And yeah, I, I see there's like a Brego pocket square combination, which is like, I, I like it. It's You're bringing fancy to Lego. Good. Yes. Yes. <laughs> That that's a that was an idea uh, we came up with a couple of years ago to to some pe- some some people, for lack of a better word, don't know how to dress. So if they were to purchase one of my pins, they're like, okay, I have the pin, but they don't know how to match it with the tie or match it with the the pocket square or you know so on. So I I give that option like, hey, you can get the Brego pin and a pocket square to match. So you you can kind of just wear a flat tie and. It'll, your outfit would pop instead of you having all different types of different colors and designs. It just becomes a mess at, at, at a point. Um, so, you know, it's, it's stuff like that, that I try to try to help. Yeah. And you bring in your fashion degree into, into play. Yeah. <laughs> um, that makes me want to wear jackets and so <laughs> forth. But <laughs> I used to, I, for my job, I used to have to wear them all the time. And then I grew out of them. Oh, okay. Size, size. <laughs> I got big shoulders. Um, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> big boned. Um, <laughs> and and so you're working with your brother as well. Um, yes. So what is this? This is the brothers who brick. You're sort of you you you're starting to work a bit more together. What's that sort of incorporating? If you don't mind me asking. Cool. No problem. So uh, Sam Brego, there's one. That's that's me. Brothers yep. Who Brick. That's me and my brother. So on yes. the show Lego Masters, they gave us the name Brothers Who Brick. That was our title. That was who we are. Um, we then decided to take Brothers Who Brick and uh, kind of continue it as our as our brand. And my brother, he had uh, acute leukemia when he was six years old, and yep. um, that was a very rough time for us growing up. Um, And the show really did a great job highlighting that and talking about that uh, because there were kids all over the world who goes through this and to see Travis uh, overcoming that and him building and playing with Lego. He's an older guy now. It's such an inspiration. So we said, how can we continue that inspiration off the show? So we started Brothers Who Brick uh, as a charitable uh, foundation in a sense. We're, We're still working out, uh, you know, getting uh, all the legal uh, jargon down. Yep. But a lot of the stuff that we do together are charitable work. 
So for example, okay. uh, me and Travis, we did a thing called Little Heroes Prom. And it was basically a virtual prom for children who are currently in treatment, children who just got out of treatment or children who just you know recently discovered or is in the hospital with uh, childhood uh, cancer. So yep. they, the kids, they dress up. We had matching t-shirts. We taught the kids how to build a uh, Tyrannosaurus Rex out of Lego. Um, and Travis, Travis had a great time. He was the one that led everything. I was his backup. Usually I'm the one that's doing all the teaching because that's my job. But he was the one teaching it. And uh, it, it just felt really good for him to be a part of something that um, he knows so much about. Yeah. And uh, like I mentioned before, with Buddy versus Christmas, uh, when we built the uh, the the um, the robot, there was a time during filming when they said uh, they announced the winners. I won't spoil it for anybody, but we mentioned how our niece, our, our niece, she is a currently a Make a Wish kid, and she uh, she she currently has a kind of a uh, not not a disorder, but like a brain functionality she has issues there and um you know it it was like it was like a a big thing for us to to be able to do this and our statue was was left at this make-a-wish castle in new jersey and they donated like five thousand dollars in our name and we just you know me i'm a cracker so i just busted out in tears uh because it was just it was full circle like you know uh the foundation is such a great foundation for kids my brother was a Make-A-Wish kid growing up. My niece is a Make-A-Wish kid now. And, you know, th- that's that's what me and, me and my brother wanted to bring with Brothers Who Brick. Uh, yeah. Just being able to give back to the charities. Uh, you know, we, you know, if we take a profit, great. If we don't for doing an event, it, it, it's not that important to us. What's more important is that we bring laughter and joy to kids who, who live a life where it's hard for them. So right now we do it. We have uh, we have one Make a Wish that we're currently working on with this student. Uh, he wants to build this elaborate uh, battle scene, and we were helping him build this battle scene. And we have to check in with him uh, this month. It is is like a per month thing that we're going to stay with him until he finishes project. Uh, we have a summer camp that we might be doing uh, a, a camp for kids who have uh, who have cancer. It's like a is a virtual sleepaway camp. So they're like going to be home, but they're going to come on every day uh, and be on virtually. So we're going to be doing some programs for them <laughs> as well. Uh, it's, just, it's just a lot of stuff that we do with Brothers Who Brick. And, and all of it is giving back to uh, the community that's given my brother and myself so much love growing yeah. up. Now, well, Make-A-Wish, is a, it's a beautiful foundation. And yeah. it also would help your brother sort of <clears throat> not heal, but do you know what I mean? Like as in... You know, he gets to give yes. back. Yeah, that's yeah, that's beautiful. And it's you know, great, man. Awesome. Yeah. Um, and how, because you would have to do a lot of that virtually because, yes. you know, immune deficiency and so forth because of cancer. Like there's, you do not want to even think of bringing COVID into a situation like that. So. Exactly. Mm. And it, it's sad because, you know, around the time COVID happened, my brother and I were we we were we set up plans to do a in-person class with 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 kids, and we were we were working with the hospital to say, well, can, we could come in, we could bring the Lego to them, sanitize it and everything, and we could build with let build Lego with the kids in the hospital. 
like that's what we were planning to do. We were very, very much on the cusp of starting that. Yep. But then, you know, COVID happened. And then once COVID happened, you know, all those plans got pushed to the side. Um, so uh, we're still planning to do something like that on a virtual yep. standpoint. It's a little bit more difficult to do it that way. But, you know, where there's a will, there's a way. Yeah. So that's just our mentality um, as we try to figure this out. Awesome. Well, you'll find a way. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, what got you back into Lego? Like, okay, you talked about your dark ages and so forth. Yes. What was it a particular set? Was it just what what happened that got you back into your dark ages? I mean, out of your dark ages. <laughs> um, so, uh, like I like I mentioned with the Sam Lego, uh, Lego became uh, you know part of my fashion. So I was ordering bulks bulks of, of pieces. The Lego set that got me out of my dark ages was a, um, it was a, a Hulkbuster Lego set of Age of Ultron, ah, and yep. um, it was that Hulkbuster, and it was a, it was two race cars uh, from the Lego City set. It was a red one and it was a yellow one, and I got that for Christmas, and I built it. And I remember, and I was, as I was building it, I'm just looking at the instructions. I'm looking at the build and I'm like, I miss this. Yep. I missed building with Lego. Like I'm building with Lego as a profession, as, as like my side hustle, but, oh man. And, and I, I said, all right, I'm going to make my upstairs, this office right here. I'm going to make this my build room. And it has, it has gone through different iterations. If I was to show you a foot below it is utter chaos. Uh, there, there are pieces. Uh, there are pieces right around where I am. There's pieces over here. There's a wall of Lego sets that reach to the ceiling. Yeah, I see There's that. There's a wall that's growing on this side over there. <laughs> I've outgrown the space pretty much. Yep. Um, but that's what got me back into uh, got me out of my dark ages. That uh, that Hulkbuster Age of Ultron set and those two rally cars. Um, that just got me back, and I, I wanted to, I wanted to go back to what I was missing. So I started yep. going back and getting sets and building and stuff. So and went down the rabbit hole that is. Oh, see you later, mate. I'm, <laughs> yeah, I. Oh my gosh, it, it is. It is bad. It is yeah. bad. Uh, <laughs> I know the feeling. Um, <laughs> because, but well, for me, it was one of those things that Lego had changed so much since I was a kid. Like yeah. it was, it was bricks back in the day. Um, yes now it's curves and oh, uh-huh who doesn't like a few like curves you, i exactly <laughs> i don't remember like like tile pieces when i yeah. was growing up like it was very few and far in between but to see like even there's some cars like i'm a big car guy so yep. the lego speed champion sets those are my those are my favorite sets uh, and when I started seeing them utilize the tile pieces to make the car smooth, I was like, oh, I'll take all of my money. <laughs> I, I, I just want to build your sets and then I want to build my own sets. So now I'm starting to get into building mocks. Yes. So I've been built, buying sets, but building mocks. Yep. So that's where my life is now. And what sort of, um, or you probably haven't found it yet. I don't know. But what is your style of mock like are you uh do you like to do figures do you like to do buildings is there have you 
sort of found it yet or are you still like me and I I think I I I found it I think I found my niche so I wear I I wear Lego obviously so I have built uh Lego mocks that are wearable and Ah. I can actually it's in life size so I'm also a big Marvel fan huge Marvel fan anybody who knows me knows I'm a comic book fan but I, I love Marvel so one year for Comic-Con, I built a gold infinity gauntlet on my hand out of Lego. Nice. Completely out of Lego. Uh, the year after that, I built the other infinity gauntlet, the, the nano infinity gauntlet. The year after that, I built Stormbreaker, life-size uh, Stormbreaker. is about three foot tall, like about three feet. Yep. Um, and I built, I built that. So I've noticed... If it's small scale, I, I'm building cars and houses. Those yep. are my mocks that I go to small scale. But a lot of my a lot of my most uh, renowned mocks are the bigger ones, and that's kind of where I found my niche. Okay, sweet. I like yeah. that. Um, <laughs> I think I saw you building the Stormbreaker, and the yes. the video that I got up to was you're working out how to connect both ends to the actual like the head like the axe and the hammer to the actual Groot's arm (laughs) yes that's so I had to actually stop it because I had ordered uh, cheese wedge pieces to be the slope to be the the slope for the blade yep and I I miscalculated uh, that a slope is not the size of a brick it's about like two like two plates like two and a half plates yeah of, of a distance or two plates but either way it, it doesn't it doesn't look it still looks rigid yeah so i had to buy uh so i had to get regular slopes and i had to wait for that order to come in so whenever i put down one mock i start a new mock yeah and when i'm starting a new mock, i was like up oh, i gotta finish this mock and i'm <laughs> finishing that mock and then i said okay well now i can get back to this but then like Hey, Corey, can you join one of our, uh, you know, we're, we're doing this community build. Can you join it? Yes. What do you want me to build? We want you to build this. I'm on it. Yeah. I started building that. And then that bot gets pushed <laughs> further and further and further down the road. Yep. So uh, I'm hoping to get back to it soon. I do have uh, a new mock that I will be starting uh, Monday, uh, which I'm very excited for. Uh, I might start it this weekend. I'm not sure, but I'm very excited for this next mock I'm going to be doing. Um, by the time this comes out, you probably would have finished it. And I'm assuming, is that like the mosaic? Is it a mosaic? Yes. yes. It's Sweet. a mosaic. Yeah. Um, so just in case you haven't finished one. it by then, we won't say what it is. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, no, the, the pile of mock shame. <laughs> oh, my can, gosh. It can get high. <laughs> yes, it can. I, I don't call it shame. The, the ones you haven't finished. <laughs> Yes, he, he, a friend of mine said that he was like, "Oh, so your mock of shame is coming along, huh?" I'm like, but is it really shame? It's like it's like pausing. It's like having like five TV screens and you're watching a movie here, but then you pause it to watch this movie. When you're done with this movie, you just unpause it. You finish up. I don't see it as shame. Multitasking. Multitasking. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've I've got a I've got a well. It's a mock of frustration, and it's probably going to be released. Ooh. It'll be released before this is aired. Um, 
but basically, <laughs> I don't know if you can see, it's the penguin penguin, penguin race. It's I don't know Love if you it. have them in the States, but it's like uh, a $2 shop will have them. It's like a penguin that goes up some stairs and then it slides down yes. the slide. It's like, uh, so it's yes, that yes. in Lego, except I don't have a slide that does that because it would be a monster build. Um, but basically, yeah, it's... It looks oh. amazing from from here, though. Yeah, it's. So um, I, I see where I see where you're going with it for sure. Yeah, it the mechanics of it are like, oh, yeah. so many times that thing has exploded. In saying that, um, do you do a lot of or do you do technic sort of stuff in your mocks? Are you like, do you like to do that, or are you like up that? <laughs> <laughs> um, I do. Unfortunately, I haven't found a mock that I've worked on where I would need to. Yep. So the the one mock that I was gonna do. So my I have a uh, Iron Man Hall of Armor is back there. Yep. Um, which I wanted to make. Uh, I wanted to make the Iron Man kind of travel, and the different pieces are like like acting as if it's it's taking pieces off of him. Yeah. So I wanted to do that whole mechanics. And then have one of his uh, mocks kind of kind of going in a circle like that as well. And then have it all built flat, uh, have all the gears and all the machinery underneath, build the floor. So that was my ultimate, like my first mock I'm going to do after Lego Masters. That's what I'm going to do. I did the Hall of Armor. Yep. And then I got into that rabbit hole where I was doing all types of stuff that I didn't get to it. Yep. Um, a part of me is a little afraid to do it because I feel like, I feel like it's going to really test me to the point where I might be frustrated, like where you are, but uh, it's just a matter of getting to it. And I, I plan to get to it hopefully by the summer, yep. but um, I would love to do a mock where I'm, where I'm using my, my mind. Cause I do that with my students all the time. I build, we do technique stuff all the time and I'm, I'm testing them. I'm pushing them and they're pushing me yep. because they'll build it and they'll say, Hey, can I do this to it? I'm like, you know what? I never really thought of that. Yeah. Let's do it together, you know? So it works out. And one thing, uh, third last question. <laughs> um, I didn't actually touch on this. How did the kids find um, doing the classes? Like how, how are they, how do they find it? Like are they, yeah. How do they react? <laughs> so one thing that I've learned from business, working in business for such a long time, is that you need to know what your uh, clients think of your work. So yep. we always send surveys out after we've done something. We send a survey out to see what the customers say. Hey, did we do good? Did we do bad? Work we approve? So I send this out after every session. I send out a, a little reminder. Hey, thank you so much for having me, teacher, your student. What did they think of the class? So and I and I would ask the students like even today. I said, Hey, you know, this is our last class. How did you guys like this class? We love it. One of my students say, are you doing this class next week? I was like, well, I wasn't thinking about doing this class. Well, when's the next time you're doing this class? I'm like, did you like it that much? I really like this class. I want to do this class again. And I asked those questions not to not to put the parents in a very awkward position to say, all right, well, we got to sign up for another class. <laughs> like that. Not to do that. That's not yeah. my intentions. But I do want to I do want to know what is working for the students and what's not. One of the one of the classes that I did, I did a class called uh, Lego. Uh, man, what was it? Um, well, let's say it was Lego Gears. Yeah. And one of the students hated the class, 
couldn't figure it out, didn't understand how to do the gear ratios, how to do the meshing. Yep. Uh, every project that they try to do didn't work. And I asked the question, I said, hey, you know, what didn't you like about the class? It was too hard. I'm like, well, what do you mean it was too hard? He said, well, every time I was trying to put these gears together and I was trying to do this, this, and this, none of the stuff worked out for me. And I, I was upset and I don't want to be upset when I'm in Lego class. And I said, wow. Okay. So then I talked to him, I talked to his parents and I said, Hey, you know, um, I understand not every class is going to be easy. And I, and I made sure after that class with him going forward, I would say that to my classes, especially my technique classes and my, and my more sophisticated classes. Hey, there's a chance that this project might not work. It might not work for you during the time that we're here, but I want you to give it your best shot. And I want to, I want you to try your very best. A, if it doesn't work, cool. If you want it to work and you want me to stay back after class, I'll stay back after class with you and get it to work with you. Uh-huh. But I, I always test out, test it out to make sure it works for me. So yeah. that way I know how to kind of configure it to work for them. But, you know, I, I always ask those questions because it's important to know what the students like, if the students like the class, and if there was something that I could do better as the instructor, yep. tell me how I can be better. You have to, can you send the stuff ahead of time? Cool. I started building uh, curriculums, sending it to the parents before sign up. So, yep. hey, class is on Monday. This is what Monday's class is looking like. These are the parts they're going to need. These are the parts they're going to need for next week's class and so on and so forth. Yep. So it's been working well for me. Oh, sweet. And did old mate... Um... Did he get better? Like, does he, did he like it in the end? Well, he <laughs> oh, did no. like it. <laughs> he did like it, but yep. it, it was, I think it got to the point where it was just, um, I, because there's other students in the class, some are older than him, some yeah. are younger than him and they're getting it. And he was struggling. Yeah, frustrating. I think that kind of discouraged discouraged him. So his mother reached out and said, this was like maybe the, the second to last class for that yeah. session. This happened a month or two ago. And he said, she said, well, you know, um, he's not, he's right now is just not a good time for him. You know, he's, yeah. he, he's missing school uh, as far as like the, the interaction with other students. Uh, he's burnt out on the, on the virtual stuff. And, you know, because of, you know, just because this, this class is a little bit more intense for him. He, he wants to take a break. Yeah. And I said, okay, that, I, I understand that. That's fine. Um, I just want to know, you know, overall how he felt. He said he loves the class, loves loves every part of it, just that this particular course was kind of like his the straw that broke the camel's back in a yeah. sense. So, you know, and, that, and that, I can live with that. Yeah. You know. Oh, gears and technic can be frustrating at the best of times. <laughs> Oh yeah! There's oh been, yeah! There's been many a times I've wanted to throw that penguin slide across the room. <laughs> you know, you know, on on the show, uh, there was a there was I won't ruin it for you, but there was one particular team that had an incredible build, but because they moved it, and because they moved it, and and something moved just half an inch, half a stud, the whole entire thing wouldn't work. Oh, so it could be that sensitive. Yeah. When it comes to using gears and and, and, uh, and tracks and all that stuff, it can be that sensitive. So yeah, it's frustrating. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why we do it to ourselves. Um, we like it. That's yeah, why. That's it. We like it. Well, it, <laughs> it makes us think. Um, last question. Um, I ask this yeah. of everyone. Um, favorite Lego memory. 
or like strongest Lego memory, something that just sticks with you? Strongest Lego memory. That's a great question. Outside of the, the TV shows that I've done with Lego. Strongest Lego memory I have is with me and my brother. It's Christmas, Christmas morning. And this is when Travis just got out the hospital. Travis got out the hospital a week before Christmas. And um, we got home. When I left the house, the house was empty. There was no Christmas gifts under the tree, nothing. When we got back home, there were Christmas gifts under the tree, up the steps, into the guest room. We, we had a ton of <laughs> gifts delivered to us. And the first present that I opened up that, and my mom, she had a tradition, Christmas Eve, you could open up one gift at 12 o'clock. Yep. So we stayed up until 12, we opened up the one gift. And the gift was an Mtron Cypress set. And we, we saw it. This was, this was like our first Lego set, like big set. Usually wow. my mom buys little box sets. This was our first big set. Yep. And me and my brother, we worked on that all night long. And we went <laughs> to sleep. We woke up the next day and we went right to that. We didn't care about the rest of the gifts. We built that one set. We never got it to work. We never built it correctly. We missed, we missed some steps. I got frustrated and I just broke it down and we just used the pieces for something else. I think that's what happened. But um, that was one of my, that's probably one of my fondest memories um, because I got, I had my brother, I got my brother back and for a long, for that period of time, you know, there were many nights I didn't think my brother was going to be here. I didn't think I would have my brother, you know, and that Christmas morning for me, to see my brother's face and to see it to just to be there with him it's like nothing can really compare to that moment oh wow and that that moment is seared in my mind forever yeah and it's seared oh, into my yeah. that's a beautiful yeah thanks for sharing that man that's awesome um yeah it, it, it gets me it gets me sometimes when i think about it you know yeah no, i want to give you a big virtual hug <laughs> thanks <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it 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 even to this day that was that was man that was almost thirty years ago 20, 20 30 years ago or so, but um, yeah. Just, at least it, I was gonna say at least you know what to get your brother for Christmas this year. <laughs> get him. An I don't know. My brother's kind of tired. I don't know if he's kind of tired of Lego, but it's like he's like, man, I'm, I'm kind of Legoed out right now because it's just been wave after wave after wave of Lego. <laughs> So he's like, can I, can I, I just want to kind of go back to teaching my kids and doing my, because he loves art. So he, he's yeah. more fun with the art stuff. And, uh, you know, uh, I think that's where he is. But so take, he, he'll be all right. So I take your family is a very artistic sort of family. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Me and my me and my brother, we're we're the artists of, of, of our family. Um, our sisters are artistic in different ways, yep. um, like acting and um, uh like uh just just intelligent yeah so we're we're very we're a very well-rounded family when it comes to that and the art is definitely from our father's side yeah because our mom is, she's not artistic but our dad <laughs> he's very like he taught me how to how to how to curse it how to write oh, in person oh nice so very he's a very very classic type of guy so yeah, yeah. 
Cursive handwriting, very underwritten. Yeah, underwritten. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Um, and last question, how can people find you? That is a great question. Well, people can find me, Corey, on any of the social media sites under Sam's Brego, S-A-M-Z or Z, uh, Brego, B-R-E-G-O. Uh, you can find me anywhere under that. For me and my brother from the show, Brothers Who Brick. Very simple. Brothers Who Brick. You can find us on any social media outlet. Uh, please follow us. Uh, join our, our newsletter uh, so you can be up to date with all the stuff that we're doing. And um, just follow us on the various social media networks. Thank you so much. Yeah, rockin'. Thank you very much. Like, okay, I say it every time. Been an absolute pleasure. Has. Um, definitely want to jump through the monitor and give you a hug every now and again like this has been yeah there you go virtual hug yeah man this has been so yes. awesome and yeah like i love what you do with the kids that's that's brilliant man um and i hope you know it goes you know continues onwards and upwards yes yes that is that is always the goal onward and upward always transforming always continuing that's the that's the goal sweet awesome I'll see you at your next brick and chat. <laughs> definitely, definitely. I look forward to it, man. Thank you so much for having me, man. And hopefully uh, again sometime soon. No, thanks for coming on. It's been awesome. Take care, Greg. <laughs> Take care. Bye. See you, bud. That's it for this week's episode of For the Love of Brick. If you want to find out about all of Corey's Lego projects and Brego, go check out his website samsbrego.com or you can go check out our show notes to see how you can follow Corey. If you liked today's episode, feel free to go check out some of our other episodes and leave a review. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. Until next time, keep on loving the brick.